What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We thank you for tuning in on this lovely Monday morning. Hopefully your day is going great. Um, I know Brandon's is because he was laboring all night. He is very angry at Broncos fans, and Broncos fans are very angry at him. No, 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 no. no. I'm not angry at Broncos. They're angry at me. That's, yes, that's they're very that's angry at him. And that's this, for damn sure. When I, I'm not angry at them. Honestly, I'm just... um. Let's just say I'm disappointed. Let's just That's say fair. I'm disappointed. He was so disappointed that Brandon. Now let me let me break this down for you. People, okay, <laughs> I've known Brandon for what six years now. Okay, for Brandon to go out of his way to make a Excel spreadsheet and do physical work that is not of interest to him, that takes a lot. So you Broncos fans, you you got to him. You you got the best of him, and now he's gonna fire they, back at you today. So, they got to me. They I, I I'll yeah. They got to me. I'll give them that. That I'll give them some credit. They they, well, they, they made, made me do a lose my mind last night. Yeah, they made, they you do made a me lose my mind last night. So I mean, they they definitely uh they definitely got your your gears. Apparently, we have yeah. the best quarterback in the league. I forget. I didn't know that. So that was good to learn. Now you see how today's podcast is gonna go, Broncos fans. You see what you did. <laughs> you see what you did. We are coming off of a win. Now you got them all hyped up. I think I'm going to be the nice I one I muted, today. damn it! Oh, my God. Thanks, every, every Every time. Every time. Thank you, Brent. Or thank you, Kemp. Every time. I don't know how he forgets this. Every time. Uh, but we thank you guys for tuning in. Well, Obviously, when I did that Excel sheet, it was 6 in the morning. So Okay, so, okay. That's a whole new level, Broncos fans. Okay, not only did you have him do a spreadsheet but he woke up early to do no, well i didn't wake up early to do it i woke I mean, up early to get my puppy ready for daycare and then i couldn't fall back asleep so then i decided to do it but for you to avoid going back to sleep to give up on sleep to do that 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 says a lot i mean says a lot. sleep gave up on me they, but well, yeah that's, that's fair anyways broncos win yesterday uh 18 to 12 um, they hit more threes than the Denver Nuggets. So if we I could saw that get, tweet. That was sadly true. <laughs> if we could get Brandon McManus to play two or three for the Nuggets. And if we could get Jokic to play quarterback for the Broncos. I think we could work something out here. I think there could be a little two for one that we could do. You scratch my back, I scratch your back type of thing. Uh, but they get the win. L- listen, they get the win, two and three. Somehow, someway, <laughs> their hopes of being a competitive team oh, are alive. Uh, I am officially waving bye to Trevor Lawrence. It was nice. Yeah, was... Congratulations, New York. He's going to be in gang green here uh, in April. So congratulations unless, there. Unless he goes back to ten. Would you, if you were, if you were Trevor Lawrence and uh, let's, let's say Adam Geese doesn't get fired. He wasn't fired yet, right? Oh yeah. No, uh, no, I don't think so. I'm staying. I'm staying at Clemson. Okay, I'm staying. Was, if, yeah. what if they fire Adam Geese? Uh, then I'll think about it. But most likely I'm staying at Clemson. I, yeah. I don't I don't want yeah, any would, part of that that rodeo at all. Uh, but the Broncos get the win yesterday, 18 to 12 over the New England Patriots. Uh, nobody saw it coming, despite all the Broncos fans getting angry and posting screenshots of of the station I work for and everybody picking against New England. So did ESPN. Really, how many of you Broncos fans really thought that that was going to happen yesterday? All right, maybe well, the ones that th- drink the Kool Aid and are are. You I'll know, give them. I'll give them this though. Bronco Snuggies. But it, it's it's counter to what they to you know all the excuses that they're giving Drew Lock. Um, but the New England Patriots have not practiced for two weeks. Sure. So that does now. Now you can say, well, Tennessee played great, not practicing. Sure. Yes, they did. I think 
I don't think New England. I mean, I don't know how long it had been for Tennessee. I guess probably around the same time, right? I mean, at so least I don't know. I think. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I also think though that the Pages probably needed their practice a little bit more than Tennessee, um, just in the style that they play. I don't know. New England, to me, New England looked out of sync. They looked like they they looked like a team who hadn't practiced in two weeks. Exactly. But even with a healthy Cam Newton. Stefan Gilmore and Bill Belichick. Not only did my station pick against them, not only did ESPN pick against them, not only did Vegas pick against the Broncos. So all these fans are like, "You guys are clowns!" Really, really? How many? Let's think logically here and not be completely biased because our orange and blue tight schmedium shirt is suffocating us no, and I blood's got, making I got, to our brain. I got, I got proof that they're. Uh, uh yeah, they're they're a little they're drowning. They're, they're definitely drowning in the Kool-Aid. They're cuckoo for Coco. For sure. But you know what? They yeah. win. I'm happy they won. I, I'm still a fan, even though as many people are probably shocked by that. I'm still a fan. I still like to see them win, even though I wanted to see Trevor Lawrence on this team. But I'll take a win, especially over New England. Anytime you can get that to happen, I'll take it. They win eighteen to twelve. Drew Locke, that's that's a hot topic right there. That's what Brandon's gonna he's got a spreadsheet going. Uh 10 of 24, 189 yards, two interceptions. Um, I would officially like to declare this day as you no longer slander Philip Lindsay Day. I don't want to hear anything. How many how many games did it take Melvin Gordon to get to hundred yards? Oh, what was that, Tom Brady? Uh, uh, four, 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 <laughs> four, 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 four games? Fourth down? Four? Four, 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 four? How many games did it take Philip Lindsay? After not playing for three months or a month no. or two, however long it was. One. One. And it wasn't against some scrub well. defense. Played, it was against New well. England. Yeah. Yeah. He, played, he played. Oh, well. he played well. He played well. He played well. Played great yeah. is what he did. We paid the wrong guy. Can we say that? We paid the wrong 20, man. 23 carries 101 yards. We played we paid the he wrong played, man. He played well. I he uh what is that? That is the, oh my god, there's an ad playing. Um 23 carries uh, <laughs> 23 carries 101 yards. What is that? Uh no, it's yards probably like per just carry. Over three. I, I don't know. So yeah, I, it's not a great yards per carry. I I he played well. Some a couple of the runs were really a few of the runs. He had like th- I would say three or four really good runs. Um Actually, that's but, 4 4 4 right there. So suck it, Brandon. That's a good is it average. 4-4? Four, four? Yep. Okay. Okay. It's a good average then. I want to, I cannot see the average because freaking ads are playing on ESPN. Um, but yeah, okay. Good. Ad- yeah. He had a good game then. We paid the wrong man. That's what I'm here to say. We paid the wrong man. Especially what you paid Melvin Gordon um, and the production well, you're no, getting. No, no, no. Because, no, because, uh, because what would you have done if Philip Lin- when Philip Lindsay got hurt? You better get in there, Royce. You better make your yourself look good. They drafted you well, in the third I round think for a reason. The thing is, I I liked I liked the pickup of Melvin Gordon because it wasn't just because I didn't think Philip Lindsay could be your bell cow, but it was because it adds another guy back there because sure. we've we've seen what they have back there. Well, Other let me than ask Lindsay, you this, it's a bunch of trash. Is Melvin Gordon has he lived up to his contract? No, 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 no. He hasn't lived up to his contract, and I think at this, I think at this point, like any of those running backs other than Derek Henry aren't living up to their contract. So, in order to get him, yeah, you had to pay that much. Could you have gone out and got someone else? I don't know. I mean, who else was out there that they could have gotten instead of him? 
I'm so not I, sure. I mean, I don't know that question. If you if you bring if you bring up a couple guys that they could have got instead of him, okay, I'll give you that. But at the same time, again, what would you have done without Philip Lindsay these last four weeks? Sure. So I mean, it's a valid that, question. That's the that's the problem is that Philip Lindsay. I don't trust Philip Lindsay to stay healthy. But that's assuming that Philip gets healthy, or that Philip got hurt. You know, in that in that other world scenario. Sure, but I don't think he would have lasted 16 games either. No, I don't know. I don't know. But I think when I look I mean, at that now, I think they, they paid the wrong guy. And I'm not saying that Philip deserves this mega deal. But no, they no, could no. have I, given but, Phil... See, they didn't pay the right, right guy. Now, if after the if after, if during the season, Philip Lindsay continues to outperform Melvin Gordon, and they still pay Melvin Gordon or keep Melvin Gordon instead of paying Philip Lindsay, then I would say you paid the wrong guy. I'll say it now. But, but, you, but, you, were, but you were not going to pay Philip Lindsay before this season and not go out and get someone else to make sure. Are, are you going to give Drew Locke three years, 80 million right now? Or how, three years, 150 million? However much quarterbacks no. cost. Mm-hmm. No. So it's, it's the same thing is y- you need to see if he's really worth it. So if you can take a year where you can take the eight, nine mil in, in cap space, to find out then let's find out let's put these guys in competition and not only that but if both are playing well then you got a two-headed monster back there and and there was a play that i loved where they had philip Lindsay and freeman out there at the same time and Lindsay ran from i believe the slot to back to on the other side of drew lock where drew lock was in shotgun yeah he motioned from the was slot to the backfield and then went to right the and side. then and then he went behind I love, and then the play ended up going to Freeman on on a catch, I believe. It was a that was a way, I think. Oh, it was a handoff. Okay, but it was a good run. I mean, it, it was a it was a good play. It was a really good play. And you give them the option. If you have Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, this is what I wanted to see. Obviously, Lindsay got hurt. Couldn't they see a lot that of week it. One. That was like one of their first plays. Was was them both in the backfield at the same time? Right, 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 right. right. But that, but we didn't get we didn't get to see it obviously because Philip Lindsay got hurt. So we didn't get to see it more, but this is this is what gives this offense a little bit more life. Now you got to be able to score touchdowns, but at the same time, give them credit; they were able to move the ball downfield. Um, Drew Lock, yes, he's a good deep ball passer. Jesus, dude, I this is the one thing he does well. What do you mean he doesn't throw a deep ball? I, I that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna Cameron, come on. Drew Lock doesn't throw a deep ball well. Seriously, that's like the one thing we knew he could do. The only thing uh, that I think there's questions on is Drew's accuracy sometimes, and that's because he throws off of his back foot. He gets lazy right. with his technique. Right, and and he did it. He did it yesterday, and I believe one of them turned into a pick. So the the no one said that he couldn't throw a deep ball. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Stop it. Um, well, but, if they did, then those people are crazy too. Well, yeah, and if if they did, those people are crazy. But I wasn't saying that. You weren't saying that. Most people, 95% of people weren't saying that. I did question his accuracy, saying, though, in that first yeah, game. I well, believe it was yeah. Tennessee because it was like, dude, you missed – he missed, I think it was four deep balls that mm-hmm. he overthrew. And that's not to say he can't. We know he has the arm strength to do it. We know he has the arm talent. It's just a matter of stop yeah. throwing off your back foot all the time. <laughs> right. It, and and the deep balls that connected or at least should have connected to because the Hamilton should have caught that one – his feet were set. His feet were yep. set. They were really good throws. Um, it's just, 
it's and again, he's a young quarterback. Can he figure that out? Obviously, yes, he can. He can figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I back to the Philip Lindsay thing. He played really. He played. He played really well. I'll give you that. Um, I wish. I just. I don't think it was. I still don't think it was a bad decision to go pay Melvin Gordon, unless you can come up with someone else that you could have paid nine mil to that would have helped this team a, a lot more. Then, and until then, until you figure that out, I mean, I don't think. Well, I think you could have. You could have used that in different ways too, though. It doesn't have to necessarily be the running back position. Listen, I'm not saying and interrupt a ball and fill. That's Lindsay, what I'm saying. Is, is there another position? Well, what well, about Logan Ryan? Other positions, what if, what what if other there players? was, you know, Jason Peters, or you know, there was other players that you could have went out and paid. Um, they could have used that in a, in free agency to to a bigger name. You know, so uh, listen, I'm not saying that Philip deserves some mega deal. Well, what if they had tried, though? I mean, and, they could have. Other but they players didn't. didn't want to go join Denver because, well, they're the Broncos. They they definitely could have. We we won't know. We won't know that side of things. Um, we won't know who they reached out to and, and how deals were close. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that Phil deserves some mega deal, but I do think you could have spotted Phil going, you know, two, three million this year. If you gave Chris Harris a little bump, you're telling me you couldn't sign Phil to a, a mini extension or some, you know, made that upfront like a signing bonus type of thing. Yeah. Because I'm just, now I'm, I'm just saying though they needed to either draft a running back in one of the top rounds, or they either needed to go out and get someone. Yeah. Because you cannot trust Philip Lindsay to be your to be your bell cow for 16 games. That and I don't think you can trust. That's the reality. Royce Freeman. And, and you need a second guy. Yeah. So I, I understand that. But here, again, at the end of the day, I think you could have gave him some money because now all you've done is he's come out and he's done what he's done his whole tenure here is prove everybody wrong. <laughs> I don't think anybody would have thought he would have ran for 100 yards. He did that. He's now a one-time Pro Bowler. He's rushed for 1,000 yards in two seasons. Um, granted, it was you know slightly above, but it's still a 1,000-yard rusher. I think that means a lot in a passing league. Uh, I know we disagree there, but I think that does mean something in a passing league. And now... Really, you've pissed him off. And I think this is a situation where it's going to be like Brock Osweiler, where you didn't pay the guy, and now he's going to take that into free agency. Now, I don't think Phil's going to get some mega deal again, but... Yeah, but if you you end up offering the money, he'll take it. And I think think Phil is smart enough, too, to realize that they cannot go into the season with him being the only guy. They had to go out and get somebody. <laughs> I think if you ask Phil, he he would probably tell you, "I can be the only guy." <laughs> That's Philip Lindsay. Well, well, yes, well, yes, but to but then to go out and be like, "Well, I'm going to join another team because of that." I if if the Broncos offer him the same amount of money as any other team, he'll probably stay. I don't think I don't it's know. I don't think it's necessarily the Brock. And if the Broncos, by the way, if the Broncos had offered Brock the same amount of money as say Houston did. I think he would have stayed as well. There was no way the Broncos were going to offer Brock nineteen million as they should. Well, and I think right? too sitting no, Brock when he have. got sat though. I mean, that's that's what I'm alluding to here is that you done something. Not, I don't think the act of not paying Philip because I still think he, I think he's an RFA. I think, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. I think you have to put a tender on him, and then if a team you know pays him, then they have to give you. Some, however, that works. I don't know, but. I think the act of not paying Philip isn't what's going to make him angry. It's the fact that you went out and you paid a lot of money for another back. So it's like, oh, wow, I've made it to a Pro Bowl. I've rushed for a thousand yards. And you still don't think after you told me you draft me, 
you didn't draft me and you took some seventh round guy who's not even on the roster and I don't even think in the in the league anymore. So that was the first strike. This is the second strike right here. So it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to go make the most money I can and play somewhere else. And if he does, he does. Um, but that's the thing. I, I don't know. It's an interesting situation. I, I think he played. I, I awesome think, I think there's a, again, with a lot of this team, and we're going to talk about a lot of this, and it's all going to come back, come back to one thing. We have to see what this team does the next few weeks and the rest yeah, of the this season. this is a test. Because this is a this is a big test year, and if and and honestly, it's a big row year. It can be. It can be a very. It can be a really big row year for this team. Again, we'll we'll get to why I don't necessarily think it's that type of year. But um, I, it, you know, if if Anthony is right. And if it's just about being patient and waiting for this, look, I know all about being patient with young guys. Okay. Been patient with the Nuggets for five years. I, we've watched Jokic, Jamal, Gary. We've watched these guys grow right before our eyes. I'm all about patience with, with, with building a young team. Right. Um, I'm the one advocating to go two and 14, be patient enough to go through a bad year to go get a guy. I understand patience. Um, but you, you know, let's, let's get to it now. Let's get to Drew because, because I was willing to be patient with guys like Jokic or Jamal, especially Jamal, because I saw flashes and I saw enough of those flashes. Okay. We saw Jamal Murray have 30 plus games and, and, you know, 25 plus games in the playoffs a year ago, about half the time. That's enough. That's 50% of those games where he showed those flashes, right? He clutched up against San Antonio in game seven. He hit a big shot. Those are big flashes throughout the playoffs that we that I saw that I said he can be that guy in the playoffs. A year later, he's even better. We'll see what he does next year, right? We'll see what he does in the regular season. There was enough flashes in the regular season two years ago, three years ago, to say this guy can be an 18 to 20 point per guy per game guy. He put up 50 against nearly 50 against against the Celtics. Big flashes, right? Jokic obviously we saw flashes and and he developed the way he did. So let's look at Drew Lock, okay? 7 games. Now, again, I think in fairness, there's only been 7 games. Um, but in 7 games, how many games would if we're talking about any quarterback, you draft a quarterback, okay? And let's say, let's say you have to, you have to decide on this guy through seven games. How many flash games? Okay, I want you to answer two game, two things. What is a flash game to you? And let's let's stick to numbers. Let's stick. Uh, let's let's just stick to numbers. What is a flash game to you, and how many of those seven games do you need a flash game from him? Well, if I if I'm gonna commit to a guy and I only have seven games, um, I think if I'm if we're going just basically stat wise, I'm he needs to be somewhere between the two. I want to say t- bare minimum two fifty, but I want to say like two eighty five to like 
I mean, anywhere above 300, you know, 400 is fine. You know, mm-hmm. anywhere from 285 to 400, obviously a rookie throwing for 400 is super unlikely. But in that range, 285 to 400, I would okay. say anywhere from two to four touchdowns a game. Okay. Um, and I would say a completion percentage of at least 60, 60 to okay. maybe 67 percent. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. What about interceptions per game? Let's go. Um, I mean, obviously the least so like possible. Five. I mean, one. if in, if in seven games he's if he's at least throwing, you know, if it's one, if he comes out of that seven games with seven or lower, you know, anywhere from like seven okay. to twelve, I think I could take. But I mean, okay, even so that's, you're 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 willing to see over a pick a game? Yeah, because I think you still, if it's only seven games and it's a rookie. Mm-hmm. you have to be oh, yeah. i agree with that you have to be kind of flexible with that type of stuff and it, it's, i agree with that. context matters you know so yes context context matters yes we'll get to that as well um now how many of those games of those seven games do you need to see that type of performance obviously to expect that from a rookie from every game is unrealistic and i understand that right that's completely unrealistic how many games though of those flash games so let's say 285 or let's say 300, three touchdowns, maybe one pick. How many of those games do you need to see through seven I'd games? say ideally two to three. Okay. All right. Let's 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 stick with your lock then because I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I forgot Josh Allen. I'm really bummed. I kind of want to look up Josh Allen's numbers um, or at least his first seven games. But I grabbed – I already forgot how many guys I grabbed. I grabbed uh, other young current – other – current young quarterbacks that either played their first seven games anywhere between 2017 and 2020 okay and not just crap quarterbacks okay i have it ranged from mr Trubisky my protein from to Patrick Mahomes. okay and there's a range in here and drew lock falls in a certain category and i don't i don't know if i love it so let's stick with drew lock game one uh, and I did not count the Pittsburgh game, obviously. He threw five passes. Uh, game one, 134 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Okay. For your first ever game, take it. By the way, I did not list completion percentage, but everyone's completion percentage through their first seven games was above 60. So, including Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke's, well, Drew Locke might have not been. And they, they were close. They were close to 60%. I kind of said that was a wash. Um, so first game, 134, two touchdowns, one pick. Second game against Houston, 309, three touchdowns, a pick. Okay. That's 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 a flash game, right? Game three, 208, no touchdowns, one pick. Okay. Game four, 192 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Game five, 177, one touchdown, no picks. Game six, 216, one touchdown, no picks. And last yesterday, 189, zero touchdowns, two picks. If you want to throw in the two touchdowns, you can. Okay. Two touchdowns, two picks. The phantom Ooh. touchdowns. My God. And how 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 many yards? Let's add another 50 yards. Okay. So then that's 240, two touchdowns, two picks. Is that a flash game to you? Yesterday's In your game? criteria, not really. No. Well... Was yesterday's Drew Lock game a flash game? Did I feel like Drew popped off the screen like he, I, I 
Listen, maybe a couple plays. Yes. But the game feel, in total? No, I didn't feel like it was a pop game, just like I didn't feel Tennessee the first week was a pop game. I thought he played good. He played solid. You know, it was solid. I thought he, he gave his, his team a chance to win. Um, now, if, if you know, Albert O comes down with a couple of those, you know, or maybe Tim Patrick, I think it was Tim Patrick that had the other one, or Jerry Judy, um, if they come down, then maybe we feel different. But because those were nice throws. I mean, the, the balls were there. Yeah. The placement yeah. was great. The, the deep ball to Hamilton on the right sideline. Hamilton, uh, Jerry throw. Judy, it went through his hands. Yep. Um, I think the Albert, at least one of the Albert O passes uh, one was, of the Albert was right o, yeah. there. Um, did he have one to Tim Patrick that was dropped or missed in the end zone? No, Tim. Okay. Uh, I don't think Tim Patrick had a okay. drop. But at least two to three of those were, I mean, they were awesome, perfectly placed. So yeah. if I if I take that into consideration, then yes, I think it would have been a pop game. But I, I'm, I'm factoring that into my consideration. So if you want to label it a pop game, sure. If a flash game, sure. But okay. I thought he played so solid. Out of, out of seven games, he had one legit pop game and maybe a second one. We don't know, but you know, hey, I've only Broncos receivers drop balls, right? No no other team. So I, I guess we have to consider that. Um apparently to Broncos towards Broncos fans. Uh okay, so let's let's jump to quarterback number two. Um I have it listed Kyler Murray next, uh, a fellow, well, a fellow second-year quarterback. Um, okay, so Kyler Murray, first seven games, 308, two touchdowns, one pick. That was a flash game to you? Game one, pretty impressive. Yeah. Game two, 349, no touchdowns or no picks. Uh, now, I didn't look at rushing yards because I'm not going to count rushing yards, but I'm sure he probably had a rushing touchdown in that game. But I'm pretty sure he did when I looked. Um, but 349, zero, zero, whatever. Game three, 173, two touchdowns, two picks. Game four, 241, no touchdowns, one pick. Game five, 253, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, game six, 340, three touchdowns, zero picks. 104, zero, zero is the next game. So he had two legit flash games yeah. in that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stick to the word legit. Oh, by the way, the average for Drew Locke was 203. 1.14 and 0.7. Okay. Um, I kind of want to share my screen with you, but that's, that might complicate things. Um, okay. So Kyler Murray's average is 252, one touchdown, 0.5 picks. Okay. Joe Burrow. Now, obviously, Joe Burrow's only played six games, not seven. Uh, 193, zero, and one interception his first game. His second game, 316, three touchdowns, zero picks. That's a pop game. That's a flash game. Game three, 312 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. I would say that's another flash game. Game four, 300 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Okay, fine. In the middle. Uh, 183, zero and one, and then 313, zero and one. Okay. So he had two flash games. 270, one touchdown, 0.66 interceptions is his average. Another rookie. He's only played four games. Justin Herbert. 311, one touchdown, one pick. 330, one touchdown, one pick. 290, three touchdowns, one pick. Say that's a flash game. 264, four touchdowns, no picks. That's another flash game. His average, 298, 2.2 touchdowns, 0.75 interceptions. That's Justin Herbert. Mitchell Trubisky. Okay, this one gets fun. Uh, 128, one touchdown, one pick. 113, one touchdown, zero picks. 107, no touchdowns, no picks. 164, 
zero touchdowns, one pick. 297, one touchdown, zero picks. 179, one touchdown, zero picks. 147, zero touchdowns, two picks. So his average, 162, uh, 0.5, I, 0.5. I can't believe they took him. <laughs> so that's that's out so i will obviously uh, spoil it for everyone that is the bottom of the barrel of this yeah, group yeah but let's look at the average though so 160.57.57 0. drew lock was 201.7 it's not that far off now there's a difference obviously but it's not necessarily that far off now Trubisky didn't necessarily have a flash game. The, the best game he had in that first seven, 297, one touchdown, zero picks. So, meh, right? Uh, Drew Locke's flash game was, where is it? 309, three touchdowns, one pick. So, um, That's the Houston okay. Game. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we know which game that was and which team that was against tells us that that's the only one. Uh, Deshaun Watson. He started off with 102 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Second game was 125, 0 0. Third game was 301, two touchdowns, two picks. Game four, 283, four touchdowns, one pick. 261, five touchdowns, no pick. 225, three touchdowns, one pick. 402, four touchdowns, did have three picks. There was multiple flash games in that one. That is, I would say, four straight flash games. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, game one, 284, zero touchdowns, one pick. That was against the Broncos, apparently. Uh, and that's the one game he started his rookie year. His next six games were in his second year. 256, four touchdowns, no picks. 326, six touchdowns, zero picks. 314, three touchdowns, zero picks. 304, one touchdown, zero picks. 313, zero, two picks. 352, four touchdowns, two picks. So I would say four of the five of the seven were flash games. No, maybe four. He had three kind of rough games. So, oh, so yeah, he had he had four flash games. Watson probably had four flash games. So when we look at all these receivers, obviously two of them are way higher than the rest, right? But you see it in their first seven games. They have the most flash out of those quarterbacks, right? You said receivers. Oh, sorry. Out of those quarterbacks, there's two of them. That obviously right now we think of much higher than the rest. And that's Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. But when you look at their first seven games, there's a big difference. Now, Patrick Mahomes, I could say, okay, well, he had an offseason in between his first game to his next six. He was on a really talented team, too. He was on a really talented team. Sure. Okay. Deshaun Watson had DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Kind we, of a I, team, I, I, I but yeah, it's a it's a middle team. Eh. Um, but to be fair, I mean that was Mahomes' six of his first seven starts. You know, no, <laughs> a quarterback shouldn't go out there and be able to throw three twenty and six touchdowns and no picks, right? And he sustained that all through that season, by the way. But there were some rookie games: three hundred thirteen yards, zero touchdowns, two picks; three hundred four, one touchdown, no pick. Even though three fifty four touchdowns, he had two picks. There's rookie moments in those games. So what I'm saying, though, is when you look at the, there's a difference between the first seven games for those two guys compared to these others. Now, other than Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, through his first four games, 311, 330, 290, 264, 1-1, 3-4. So he's 
comparing at least just the first seven games or first first four to him, it's right there with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. You look at their first four games, it's almost identical to Deshaun Watson. 102, one touchdown, one pick, 125, zero and zero. His next two games, 301, two and two, 283, and four and one. So Herbert it compares more to Deshaun Watson when you look at the first seven games. Now, again, it's the first seven games, but the first seven games show a lot because, again, what you're looking for is those flashes. Can those flashes now turn into consistency? We've seen that it has turned into that with Mahomes. We've seen it turn, It has turned into that for Watson. We'll see what happens with Herbert. We'll see what happens with Joe Burrow, who has, I would say, two out of his first six, right? He's only played six. Yeah, six. Um, we'll see what happens with Justin Herbert. Again, it has to be consistent. But what I'm saying is Drew Locke has one flash game. One. One real flash game, okay? The the guys that we're talking about are great quarterbacks, had three or four. So there's a difference. There's a massive difference. Am I saying that Julak's going to be a bad quarterback? Am I saying he's mentioned Trubisky? No. No, Trubisky was at the bottom of the barrel. He's bad. You could tell through the first seven games, he's a bad quarterback, right? He's yeah, not I mean, going to get you anywhere right now. He's not playing anymore. So exactly. <laughs> you but you, you saw it, but, but you saw it in the first seven games. There's proof right there. He didn't have a single flash game. Um, the other Kyler Murray, but I see, I have a hard time pick saying that Kyler, Kyler Murray's had two flash games, three. He's had uh, two, two flash games. But again, I'm not looking at the running game. I also didn't grab Lamar Jackson and I didn't grab Josh Allen. I forgot about Josh Allen. I was hesitant to grab Kyler Murray, but he was the only other quarterback in well, Josh draft Allen's class. Right here. I have it up. Do you want me to go okay. through it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Josh Allen, his first start was against the Baltimore Ravens. He had uh, 6 of 15, 74 yards. Um, I'm assuming maybe he didn't start that whole game. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't think he started that whole game. Next game, 18 of 33, 245 yards. Oh, he had zero touchdowns, zero picks in that first one. Uh, one touchdown, okay. two picks against the Chargers. Next game against the Vikings, 15 of 22, 196, one touchdown, zero picks. Um, Next game was against Green Bay, 16 of 33, 151, zero touchdowns, two picks. Game five was against Houston, 10 of 19, 82 yards, zero touchdown, one pick. Uh, Game six was against Houston. That's 10 of 17, 84 yards. Goodness gracious, this is awful. Zero touchdowns, zero picks. And game seven was against Jacksonville, 8 of 19, 160 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Oof. Oof. Okay. So those first seven games <laughs> miss. are rough. But we also got to kind of remember that team, wasn't that team a really bad team or were they good? In 18? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't I mean, I see right here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses. So, okay. One, two, three, I don't know. Four, I think Josh Allen wins. Josh, so he looks Josh Allen. Josh Allen might be a hard one to kind of compare because of his. <laughs> his situation at that time but again broncos fans are going to say well what about drew luck's luck okay well to be fair his first five games he did have sutton and noah fan it was only his last game where he didn't have either and it was only the his sixth game where he didn't have sutton so let's not act like drew luck didn't have weapons his first five games okay um so whatever 
Uh, I don't know. I, Josh Allen, and and look, Josh Allen at this point too, I don't think you can say he's in that upper tier with, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So I think you can kind of, you know, he's not, it doesn't, that, that seven games doesn't necessarily say that he's going to, that he's a bad quarterback because obviously he's doing what he's done this year, which has been pretty impressive in some of the games. Um, but again, there's, you still have your concerns about Josh Allen. Uh, there are accuracy concerns with Josh Allen. There always has been. And it does show once in a while still. Um, so now he's on a really good team. So is that why his numbers are really good? And maybe his first seven games, it was a really bad team. I don't know. I I don't think, though, he had a guy like Sutton. I don't think he had a guy like Noah Fant. I don't think he had even a guy like Jerry Judy. So Or even Tim Patrick. I don't think he had either of those type of weapons where Julak has had at least one of those in every game. No, at least two of those in every game. He's had at least two of those four guys in every game. So, and I don't think Josh Allen had a single one of those guys in the first seven, in his first seven. So again, context, con- context, context matters, mm-hmm. right? Slow it down. Um, and I didn't look at uh, where I was getting into. I didn't look at Lamar Jackson. Um, one, I, I, I forgot, but two, he ran a lot his first seven games. They didn't really let him throw. So I didn't think that was too fair. He's a different type of quarterback. That's why I was kind of hesitant to include Kyler Murray in that list, just because they run him a lot. But they, but when I started looking at it, they do have him throw the ball quite a bit, um, and it shows in in a couple of those games where he had massive games. So, what this is where I'm getting at, Drew Locke to me, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but he has not shown enough flashes to me in the first seven games. To say he can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's where I'm getting at. And I think I think Broncos fans have. I think after looking at Twitter. And understanding the last five, six years. I think it's. I think expectations for this team has lowered a ton. And to me that those expectations haven't lowered. This team in my mind should be competing for Super Bowls. Should be having deep playoff runs and should be competing for Super Bowls. That's my expectations for this team. If your expectations are not that, then I understand why you're so happy for Drew Locke in this team. I get it. You want to see this team win. You're okay with getting seven to nine wins. You just want to see a team win throughout the regular season. You don't necessarily care that they're not winning Super Bowls. If they win Super Bowl, great. If they're competing for Super Bowls, great. But you don't necessarily care. So there's two different types of fans. I think for both you and I, our expectations, especially for this franchise, is to win Super Bowls. Maybe for the Nuggets, eh, expectations are a bit lower, right? But if you're the Lakers, or if you're a team like the Broncos, or the Patriots, or all these Green Bay, where they have Super Bowl history and expectations throughout all of the years, then being happy for a win against the worst team in the league when you gave up 30 points, right? How many points did they give up against the Jets? 30? 
Uh, 28, I think it was. 28? Nearly yeah. 30? Okay, 28 points against the Jets. And you lost to a team who hadn't practiced in two... Or you beat it. Sorry, you beat a team who hadn't practiced in over two weeks. Couldn't score a touchdown. So, and couldn't score a touchdown. Forget about the jobs. Jesus. So that's that's a concern. You know, that is not... That is not exciting. That is not something to say, oh, this team is on their way. This team is right there. They're one or two years away. I don't see that. And look, I think Drew Luck can be a solid quarterback in the league. If you want to be 7-9, maybe 10-6, good for you. Let's, you know, that Drew Luck is your guy. But if you want to be winning Super Bowls, if you want to be if you want to at least be in the conversation of you're a playoff team and you're right there with Kansas City, because that's that's the team. You have to compete with Kansas City. Can you beat Kansas City? Do you have a quarterback that can beat Patrick Mahomes? My answer is no. Through the first seven games, I have not seen enough flashes from Drew Locke to say that he is a guy that can beat Patrick Mahomes. Sure. You would need you would need a Great, great defense. But even then, we saw it in the Super Bowl last year. Jimmy Garoppolo is an average to slightly above average quarterback, where I think Drew Locke is. Okay. I think Drew Locke will be ultimately that guy. No, 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 no. Not right now, because right now the numbers say he's below average. I think eventually he will be an average to slightly above average quarterback that can get you. 9, 10, 11 wins with an average defense, right? With a ultimate great defense, yes, Jimmy Garoppolo led the team to a Super Bowl. Led the team to a Super Bowl, right? But when it came down to winning the game, it was Patrick Mahomes and his throwing ability that won them the game. Because at the end of that, Garoppolo couldn't do anything. If he was a great quarterback, or even or even above average to really good quarterback, they probably would have won that game. So I'm looking at you need a Super Bowl 50 defense in order to win with Drew Locke. How often is that going to happen? How often is that going to happen? And here's another here's another thing. They don't win the Super Bowl without Peyton Manning. You ask, most of the players will probably tell you, and I've heard most of the players say, they would not, they would not have won the Super Bowl with Brock as their quarterback. Because Peyton's IQ, he was the ultimate game manager, right? He knew when to run the ball. He knew when to change plays. And that game against New England, he had a really good game. So, again, they don't get there without the quarterback. They don't get there without an elite quarterback mind, right? He wasn't there physically. He wasn't elite. But he had half of it, and it was enough. It was enough to win it and beat a Cam Newton who was who who had an MVP season. So and and that took a lot. That that took one of the greatest defensive teams and one of the greatest pass rushing teams we've ever seen. That's what it took to win a Super Bowl. So you're telling me that you're okay with waiting possibly for them to get lucky enough to create that team. By the way, you know, guys like TJ Ward and you know Demarcus Ware only came because it was Peyton Manning. I mean, I don't think that's very likely. You're not gonna do that. 
And if you do do it, it's going to be one great year. And hey, I mean, I guess I'll take a Super Bowl. So sure. But that's pretty unlikely. I mean, ask Baltimore with Trent Dilfer, right? So that's not what I want. I want this team to be competing for a Super Bowl, being a contender every year. I want them right there with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Your quarterback doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't, he doesn't have to be as great as Mahomes. But he has to be a top five to top ten quarterback, most likely top five, in order to be there consistently and to get one or two. That's what I want. That's where right. I want them, this team to be. Okay. And Drew Locke is just not the guy. From what I've seen so far. Now, can I be wrong? Can he prove me wrong? Can he go out there this season and show, you know, flashes every other game and have 300, average 300 yards, three touchdowns for the rest of the season? Sure. And he'll prove me wrong. I'll be the first person to say I was wrong. I'll be the first person to give him a standing ovation. I want to be wrong. I want him to be the guy. But there's a reason why the Broncos didn't take him at 10 or wherever the hell they were. There's a reason why they took Noah Fant and um, the guard, Reisner, ahead of, uh, ahead of him. So obviously they didn't love him enough coming out of college to go get him. Remember, Kansas City traded up to go get Patrick Mahomes. They saw something in Mahomes that they loved. Chicago did the same thing. Obviously, they picked the wrong guy, but they saw something in Trubisky that they thought or they that they loved, right? The Broncos didn't. They didn't see anything. They were either scared or they they didn't see anything that they absolutely loved from him. Right. So that's I mean, again, it's just this is a mess of a team. You have some talent around Drew Locke. But my question to all the Broncos fans out there is, is it good enough to where you're competing for a Super Bowl in two to three years? I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Is it good enough to maybe, maybe make the playoffs? Yeah, maybe. If they stay healthy, maybe. It depends a lot on the coaching, to be honest. Yeah. Um. No, I get it. I, I just don't see it. I get where you're coming from, and, and there was a lot there. So I'm going to try and unpack everything. I hope I remember everything. Um, but first, to your to your point about them loving Drew Locke, and this is this is what I try to explain to a lot of Broncos fans. I don't think they loved Drew Locke. I think they liked Drew Locke. Listen, I love Crumble Cookie. I will go out of my way to drive and get Crumble Cookie. I'm not going to wait till someone, you know, it drops in my lap from someone bringing it to my house. I, I, I like it. Uh, you know, that, that says I like it. That doesn't mean I love it. If I love something, I'm going to go pursue it. I'm going to try and, you know, it's, it's going to be a priority for me to go after. Drew Locke wasn't a priority for the Denver Broncos. Otherwise, they would have taken him at 10. They didn't do that. They traded back to 20 in the 20s. They took Noah Fant there. They had a first, second round pick. They didn't take him there. They took Dalton Reisner. And then it was like, oh, wow, Drew Locke is still here. Now we can take him because it's a good value at this spot. There's nice things he does. There's nice things he brings, but it wasn't nice enough for them to take him at 10 or for them to want to trade up because they felt like, oh my God, someone's going to take Drew Locke. We need to do everything we can to get him. That's point number one. Point number two, I'll disagree with you. Um, I think Drew will be better than an average quarterback. I just don't know if he's going to be a special quarterback. I think he has the potential to be a good quarterback. I I said anywhere between 
average to above to slightly above average. Yeah, I think that's below. But good. in my mind, I think I think Maxi can be a good player, so a, you, a good enough quarterback to get you to right. the playoffs. I, I think he could be someday in a the Jimmy Garoppolo essentially. I, th- I think he could be better than Jimmy. I think he could be. Well, he has better arm 10? talent than Jimmy. Yeah. I think he could be seven twelve to someday. I think he could be in that range, but closer to to seven, like high ceiling seven. And this is not to say that he can't be special, like like you said, like he could prove us wrong. Uh, but mm-hmm. we're just going off the numbers, and that's what well, you're he doing. has. The talent, he has the arm talent to do sure, so. Sure, so I, I think right now, just me seeing this, I think he could be that. Um, I think it's a little unfair to pin people against Patrick Mahomes because I think he came into a crazy good situation right. with an All Pro tight end. One of the best receivers in the league, one of the best offensive right. coaches ever. But the reason why the reason why I put him in there is because he did have rookie games in those seven he games. He did. So, uh, you know, he, yeah, he threw fifty touchdown passes that year, but he went on that crazy run in the second half of that year, whereas his first, I would say, ten games when I was looking at it, there was it was up and down. Right. I just so I just think it's went, unfair to, to crazy in the second half. Right. I just think it's unfair. I mean, I get why you did it, but I just think it's he had literally if you were a quarterback and you wanted a perfect maze situation, Patrick Mahomes got it. He went to a playoff team yeah. with a with But a it doesn't mean he's not No, you know well he has the talent great. to back it up, but his situation was great. A lot of these yeah. other quarterbacks like you know, Deshaun Watson Watson Houston wasn't great. Um, right. but he know, still showed great. But right. he still showed those games. Sure, he had, I, he had just. But see, here's the thing: he had just as many flash games as as Mahomes. And I get it, but that that that's where I'm going too. Is that Drew Lock? I think Drew Lock has had a flash game. That's why I think everyone, like you said, can remember. Oh, Houston, boom! That's the one that comes right. to your mind. You don't think of what he did in the other games. Um, now he had moments where it was like, wow, that was a great throw, mm-hmm. or wow, he's really mobile. Oh, oh, he's good in the pocket. He has a great pocket presence. But besides that Houston game, there hasn't been a game where it's like, oh, man, he's really putting it all together. Um, now, part of that, too, is, you know, could be team, guys dropping balls, bad coaching decisions, defense not holding up, whatever the case. We understand context has to be taken into all this. But when you add in those contexts, too, and uh, and I knew that you would bring that up, these other quarterbacks are dealing with those type of issues as well. Kyler sure. Murray was, an, was on an awful team last year. He didn't have... A DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, but he was also another rookie. No, I and, get it. And- I get it. I'm not saying that these other quarterbacks didn't, but I'm I'm just saying Drew Locke, and I'm agreeing with you. Drew Locke hasn't had multiple flash games. He's had one flash game and nice moments throughout each game. Right. So when I when I see that, I think okay, he has the potential to be good. I don't know if he has the potential to be special or top five or like you said, a, a team that a guy that can drag his team to a Super Bowl. Um, like, is he a Russell Wilson? Is he a Patrick Mahomes? Is he a young Tom Brady? Is he Aaron Rodgers? I don't know if he is that. So when I look at Drew Locke, that's my concern. I don't think he'll be bad. I think I think he'll be better than average. I think he'll be better than slightly above average. Like I said, I think the the ceiling or maybe like what I see his ceiling as is like seven to twelve, which I think is okay. good. I I agree with that. And I think, think that's you could. I think you yeah. can win a Super Bowl with that. I don't think you have to have an all-time defense necessarily to win with that. I think when you're in like the twelve, you know, above, you know, that's when you need to have a, a great all-time defense. Well, but how many? How when you look at the past twenty Super Bowls, how many of quarterbacks anywhere between seven and twelve have actually won a Super Bowl? Well, exactly, and, and that's a, most that's of the time it's a top five guy. Sure. Sure. But I mean, it doesn't mean that like, would you say 
Ben is a top five quarterback. Uh, he's probably like seven to twelve, but I mean, he he could win a Super Bowl. He doesn't necessarily need a great. Defense. They had again. They had great defenses. So sure. now you're re- now you're having to re- rely on your GM, who's been god awful the last. Well, when they didn't years. have great defenses, though, I'm talking about like after those defenses. Like Ben was always like you know five to twelve. Like he was always a top tier quarterback. Right, 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 right. You could win with that. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, I get what you're saying too. Well, you could win. I don't. You, you couldn't win Super Bowls though. I think you could. With Ben Roethlisberger, they didn't. Well, they prime? didn't. No, they didn't. But you could though. Like he, he, he's not the issue. He's not the. He's not the. the what you're pointing no, at? He saying, wasn't that's no, he that's wasn't. where we're weak at. It's you know. It's oh man, we're not we're not great in the secondary, or oh, our defense isn't what it used to be. So, I think I think you make valid points, and I, I do think Drew Locke hasn't shown us special flashes. He hasn't put together a consistent string of games. It's but just he, that one game. Now, look, it's been only seven games, so he can. But I, I, I do, that. in fairness, I do think yesterday, if if two of those touchdowns are caught, or maybe three, I think we look at that game yesterday and say that's a flash game. Yeah, oh, I, I totally agree with but you. But I, I totally agree with you. But but again, other other quarterbacks deal with draw passes too. Right. And I then, mean, there was a game then, earlier this season where Joe Burrow, not a single receiver could catch the ball. It was unbelievable. I was watching it. I think it was the, I think it was... Maybe it was last week where he had only 183, no touchdowns and a pick. I forget who they who, who they were playing, but dear God, no one could catch a damn ball. It was unbelievable. Right. So it's not like these other quarterbacks are are dealing are you know aren't dealing with the same thing. Yeah, he's not dealing something. I mean, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert against Tampa Bay in that shootout, there was plenty of drop passes. Right. I get what you're saying, but I'm just. I think he too, and, and he here's my throw two picks right after. Well, that's what I'm saying. Here's my other point, though. If he if those touchdowns are caught, that's a flash game. So you you take into context. Okay, now the ball placement was great. They were dropped, so that's not on Drew. But then he comes back late in the game and he throws two awful picks. One, right. the one to Tim Patrick. He said it was just a miscommunication. He was hoping for a back shoulder throw. Tim wasn't on the same page. It was still a bad throw. He assumed that Tim would know what he was thinking, so that's on Drew. He admitted that's on me. Yeah. Uh, the second one. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, that was a terrible call. It was. Pat Shermer, what are you doing? You know, yeah, it run, the, run the clock there. Like you're in control. But Don't throw that ball. Exactly. At the end of the day, Drew Check Locke is the one throwing the football. So Drew throw Locke doesn't have to throw that. And if you look at that play, Tim Patrick is double covered. Who's wide open on the left side of the field? Jerry Judy. He didn't throw it to Jerry Judy. He threw it down the middle of the seam where Tim Patrick was blanketed. So, again, that's on him. So we have to take all this into it account here so i do think i un- like and 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 yesterday i got attacked for box box score reading and i understand that but at the same time you cannot respond from those drop passes you cannot respond by throwing two picks no you cannot do that right if, if he would have gone down what he should have done what they should have done after those drops yeah you're at 18 points six field goals okay well, instead of throwing two picks, how about you go down and score again? What What are you doing? What? Right. So, you know, it's I get the drops, but he responded to those drops by throwing two picks and and two pretty bad throws, and he admitted them. So you, the the excuse of saying that him and Tim Patrick was on the, I mean, sure, but you like you said, you can't assume that he's he knows. Yeah, it's still it's still a bad throw. I mean, that corner was right on was right on him. So I, it's just there's there's things where I where you're watching Drew Locke, and you see flashes during the game, but but it's not flash games, and that's my concern. 
I mean, I've watched two uh, these last two weeks. I've watched Justin Herbert, and the dude can play, and you just see it. Even in the first game where he he had three eleven, but only one touchdown, one pick, you could see it, and it was every single time, every single drive, you could see he has, he just has it. He has, he just has the ability to just make plays and carry a team who, by the way, has dealt with a lot of injuries as well and put them in a position to win games. Week two, or I believe it was that game, right? That first game he played Kansas City, or was it the next week he played Kansas City? I think it was the next week. Either way, he threw for 330 the next week. I think Kansas City was his first game, wasn't it? Ah, man, I can't remember. Either way, his first two games were similar. Uh, Slightly over 300, one touchdown, one pick. He did that against Kansas City, and they lost 23-20. to He put them in a position to beat Kansas City. Will, will Drew Locke do that next week? Will Drew Locke do what Justin Herbert did against Kansas City? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we will find, find out, out a lot. I mean, when you look at the Broncos' schedule, you will find out everything that you'll probably need to know about Drew Locke the rest of this season. And I get it. I get the rule of saying, oh, quarterbacks, you, get, you should give them two to three years. But what I'm saying, and, and I agree with that, but what I'm saying is you need to, if Drew Locke only has, how many games do they have left? They're two and three, so they have 11 more games to go. If he, I would say out of those 11 games, he needs to have at least, bare minimum, four flash games. Four. Okay. And and here's another thing that, that we haven't talked about with Drew Locke that people just brush right over. There is a injury concern with Drew Locke. He got hurt at the end of the preseason in that game. Knocked him out. Yeah, he could have came back a lot sooner. The Broncos were idiots, whatever. And then in game two this season, after five passes, he gets hurt. Now, could both of them have been flukes? Sure. But that's a concern. You have to stay healthy. Now, Patrick Mahomes did get hurt last year. Okay, I understand that. Quarterbacks get hurt, but to get hurt twice, he got hurt after how many games last season, preseason games, like two, three, and he got hurt after one game this season. That's a concern. You need him to be healthy. Um, so that's that's another concern that I have. Real quick, I want to go over Twitter because I will give this to, uh, to Bronco fans, okay? And yes, I'm a Bronco fan, but I'm not one of these crazies out here. Uh, the next time a, a Broncos player says that they have the best fans in the NFL, uh, I would 100% agree with them. The, the Broncos have the best fan base in the league because they are so goddamn loyal to this team that they make themselves sound like idiots. Like, they look crazy. Like, they, they are completely insane and they're full-on drinking the orange and blue kool-aid they have the orange and blue sunglasses they have you know they're dressed in all orange going crazy that the bronco man the broncos should be so grateful for their fan base it shows in in their attendance over the last however many years but man no matter what this team does the fans will just no matter what defend them and they will die on that hill and credit to Bron- to credit to to those who will are, are willing to do that. 
I'm not willing to die on that hill. Um, I am going to be more realistic when it comes to comes to this team um, and any team, really. I've, I've been realistic when it comes to the Nuggets. I've been realistic when it comes to the Avs. The Rockies are ass, and they'll always be ass, but that doesn't matter. I, I've always been realistic when it comes to these teams. And that, you know, you, you, you can't... <laughs> I'm not willing to just defend this team nonstop because other teams are going through the same things. Um, this team is a four-win team. And being a six-win team isn't much different, okay? Jesus. Like, come on. Look at their schedule, even with Drew Locke. Now, one thing that uh, someone said, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but he said that this team does play different with Drew Locke on the field. I agree. I think this team plays so much better when Drew Locke is out there. There's Drew Locke has some of those intangibles that that you love to see, right? And a quarterback. He's a leader. Um the the team overall plays better when he's out there. 100% agree. But so did the team when team when Tim Tebow was a quarterback. Is Tim Tebow a great quarterback? No. The team sure as hell played better with him. So you can play your team can believe in you and play better with you doesn't mean you're a great quarterback. So again, there's a lot to be seen here the next few weeks. Um you know, yeah, you got to be patient, but at the same time, you can't just ignore some of these games. You can't just brush it off like, "Oh, it's nothing. All rookies go through this." Because He's had more of those games than the other great quarterbacks when they were going through their first set of games. So at, we'll we'll see a lot. We'll see a lot against Kansas City because I'm gonna I will be comparing Drew Locke to Justin Herbert, 100. percent To me, they're in the same boat because Drew Locke didn't necessarily have an offseason. To me, Drew Locke is a rookie. So, and I think he's a rookie towards most people. But Justin Herbert had 300-plus yards, a touchdown, and a pick against Kansas City. And he put his team in a position to win, and they should have won. They lost 23-20 to in overtime. So let's see yeah. what Drew Locke does. And again, I, I think, and I'm already having a, a back and forth on Twitter about this whole conversation because it's the it's the whole narrative of if you don't completely fall over yourself over Drew Locke, it's, oh, you think he sucks. Well, that's not the case. Nobody is saying that. But apparently when it comes to Broncos country, you can't critique any Broncos player. I mean, just look at Von Miller. I mean, he is, whoa, like you come at Von Miller, you ask about his contract, you, you are an awful person. You're yeah, terrible. That's, you know, and the whole Von Miller thing is driving me nuts because people say, well, if Von Miller would have been, would have been healthy, they'd be much better. Really? Are you sure? I think it would have helped. I think it would have helped. But at the end Are of the day. Are you sure though? Because what we saw last season from Von Miller. Sure. He didn't do too much to help. But, but I mean, yes, yes. But they also didn't have some of the same players that they have now. I, I get it. Listen, at the end of the day, nobody here thinks Drew Locke sucks. People do no. think Drew Locke can improve. I think Drew can be a good quarterback, not a special quarterback. He could prove us wrong. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully and I, ho- I, I hope he does. Right? Hopefully we're I wrong. Hope he does. That's what we're saying here. Um, but at the end of the day, if I'm just going to say this, Broncos fans, if we're going to take context into account with Drew Locke's performance, let's also take into context that the Patriots didn't practice that much for two weeks. And the Broncos not only couldn't score a touchdown, but you could make the argument they probably could have lost that game yesterday. 
So if we're gonna if we're gonna use the context argument for they Drew Locke, they should have. They should. New England sure, was driving. Sure. If we're gonna use and, the context argument for Drew Locke, let's use it for the other side and make it whole and use it for the Broncos team as a whole. Okay? I will say this though, and I'll, I want to give credit to Vic Fangio, only focusing on his defense. Uh, they finally made plays for the first time in a year and a half. They made plays. Now, does that have to do with maybe New England not practicing for two weeks? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But that's two. But by the way, that's two. In two weeks, they have eight and a half sacks. I believe is what I saw. So credit. And now it's against the Jets, and it's against a team who didn't practice in two weeks, and against a quarterback who likes to hold on to the ball in Cam Newton. So I don't know how much. Again, context means everything, right? So I don't know how much you can take that into consideration, but. Credit to the defense. They made plays when the plays were there. And they came up with the ball when the ball was loose. So credit to them. They made plays. The defense did enough to win the game. They didn't blow it at the end, which they almost did. But they didn't blow it at the end like they've been for the last year and a half. Um, so, again, credit to Vic Fangio and, and you know, making sure that he direct focus on the defense and, and you know, leaving the offense out for everyone else to figure it out. Um, but you know, I agree. Even for, for showing up. I'm just saying we just we just need to take into full context everything. If we're gonna do it with Drew, we, we need to do it with the Denver Broncos. But they got to win. They're two and three. Somehow they're somewhat still alive in this in this whole thing of being competitive. I still don't think they're a playoff team. And I'll say this, Broncos fans and all those that don't that don't ever want to critique this team and don't ever want to you know it's just all sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops and blue and orange snuggies and all that stuff. Uh, this is gonna be the test for the team. Okay, you want to be a playoff team? You want to be big time? You want to prove to everybody that you're legit and that you don't suck? Okay, well, you got Kansas City, you got the Chargers next. Win those games. Win those games. Put up a fight against Kansas City. Don't roll over. Uh, you should beat Atlanta, right? Like, we, we think they should beat Atlanta? I think they should beat Atlanta. I'd probably actually pick them to beat Atlanta. And then you got the Raiders, you got Miami, you got New Orleans. There's a bunch of good teams on there. I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't want to hear any excuses because if this is a good team and everybody thinks that that's on the opposite side that can't um, get themselves to critique this team fairly and look at them fairly because there are some that look at this team over negatively. I'll admit that. And there's are, there's, there's definitely a whole bunch of people that uh, just want to look at this team with positive light shining all the time. But this is your chance right here. If yeah, you're a big boy team, your chance. win. Win right win, here. This look, is your chance. I was the one. Go back and listen to the podcast before the season started. I was the one saying this team could win 10 games. I was the one saying that Drew Locke could have a, a really good year. But I'm not seeing enough for, this, for, for him to be that type of guy. And this team obviously hasn't showed enough to be that type of team. I'm reacting to what they're putting out there. If they were actually playing well and Drew Locke was actually showing those flashes... And not responding, I'm. This is driving me nuts because, look, Anthony, dude, I get it. The drops, he wouldn't have thrown the picks if the drops didn't happen. Sure, but you cannot respond by throwing two picks after the drops. That look, that's that's not good. You can't just ignore the interceptions because of the drops. The interceptions happened. They were two bad throws. You can't respond. That's not a good sign that your quarterback is responding to drop touchdown passes 
by throwing two terrible picks in back-to-back drives. That's not a good sign from your quarterback who you think is going to lead your team to a Super Bowl. He threw the two picks. Now, I would say if he didn't throw the two picks and he finished the game 10 of 22 or whatever the hell with 183 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks, fine. I would understand. I would understand 100%. And to be and honestly, if he, if he didn't throw the two picks, I wouldn't be saying what I'm saying. I'd be, I would be probably a little bit more patient. Kansas but City's you next. Cannot, you cannot respond to the two picks after that. Yeah. Well, and, and we're also forgetting about the pick that he uh, also almost threw in the first half, I believe it was, when to Tim yeah. Patrick um, yeah, it that was dropped been by New England. So yep. what about the fumbled snap? So, I mean, these yep. are all facts here too, people. Like, we, we can't just pick and choose what we want to see because it fits our narrative for the station we work for. I'm sorry. That's just that's just what it is, okay? We can we can critique a player without saying that he sucks. That doesn't – just because you critique somebody, yes, were there drops? Of course. But there were also two picks that did, that weren't dropped and possibly a third pick. So – I mean, let's let's just take it all into account here. Kansas City's next. That's what we got to do here. Um, we're gonna wrap it up uh, for Pick'em. We have one, two games tonight. Uh, doubleheader: Kansas City at Buffalo is the early game. Arizona at Dallas. Um, so you're five and seven without those games right now. I was uh, six and six. So we'll see uh, how that goes. The the Jacksonville Jaguars in Cleveland were, were not kind to you. Atlanta though, you got. Um, and and we didn't get to it today, but Kirk Cousins, hilarious. I I. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Kirky, Kirky, Kirky. Uh, prayers up to Minnesota fans. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that your front <laughs> office did this to you. You paid all that money for this man. And this Could is what you, you imagine got. if the Broncos... Oh, man, I am... Woo. Hey, guess bullet. what? I was right on that one. Hey, we, we can tonight? give John some praise there. We dodged a bullet there, Johnny. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We thank well, you guys but he for tried. Right. No, he, did. he did. He still that's, tried that's to get him. Part. That's the sad part. We thank you guys for tuning uh, in. Well, real quick, are we the same on tonight's picks? Uh, yes. Arizona and KC. Okay. So Arizona and KC. Yeah. Do I want to change any of those? Uh, is there a Thursday night game this week? No. There is, right? I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I just know that Kansas City Buffalo was the original scheduled Thursday night game and they moved it to today. Well, that was for last Thursday though. Uh, there is a Thursday giant Eagles. Um, okay. I'll just pick up city of that game. Okay. We'll keep it the same. All right. That's going to do it for us today. We appreciate you guys listening for Brandon Stoll on the other side. I am Stephen Priest Jr. This has been the behind the glass sports podcast.